0: Hello, good morning. This is Rick Pina, and I'm bringing you today's word for December 14, 2023. I'm teaching a series on the parables of Jesus. Now, earlier this year, we went through all the miracles of Jesus, and now we're going through the parables of Jesus. And this is part 116. So 116 messages going through all the parables that Jesus taught in the New Testament, in the New Covenant. And pretty soon, I only have a few more days before I'm gonna shut it down for the year. I hope that you've been enjoying this series on the parables Put something in the chat if you have been. And so this morning's message is another one of those sobering types of messages. It's about the 10 virgins. Um, as we get into this story, it's going to be a reminder for us of a lot of things. And one of the reminders is that we have to be ready. The title is this. Will, it comes in the form of a question. Here's the question for you. Will you be ready when Jesus comes? I know this is something a lot of people may not even talk about or consider today. the, the Bible commands us to consider it. Will you be ready when Jesus comes? That's what we're going to talk about this morning. Open up your heart and get ready to receive. All right. So will you be ready when Jesus comes? Before we get into that, there's a scripture we've been looking at all year. The Bible says in Psalms 126 and verse four, now Lord, do it again. Say, Lord, do it again. Do it again for me. Restore us to the form of glory. May streams of your refreshing flow over us until dry hearts are drenched again. So put in the chat, no dry areas for me. I don't want any area of my life to dry up and dissipate. No, no. What we want is a fresh wind, a fresh anointing, a fresh fire. Say amen to that. Now I'm going to get into this parable. And as I do, let me just, let me just say something about it first. It's as a preacher, I I know that people love when I'm, when I'm preaching on your success, like, you know, People love when I'm teaching about promotion, increase, advancement, acceleration, favor, grace in every area of your life. The favor of God goes before you like a shield. People say, amen. God opens doors for you that no man can close, closes doors for you that no man can open. People say, amen. People get excited if I'm talking to you about what God is going to do for you, or like I did earlier this year on the miracles, where where I'm just teaching you about the power of God so you could feel like you could leap a tall building with a single bound. There's nothing you can't do and all of that stuff. Why? Because God is on you and in you and with you and for you. But then there's messages like today that remind us that we have a role and we have to take personal responsibility and accountability. And we need to know that we're ready. We need to know that we have made Jesus the Lord of our lives, that we are submitted unto him and that we are ready for Jesus's return. So put in the chat, I take personal responsibility and accountability for my own soul. And we're going to talk about that today. In Matthew chapter 25, beginning at verse 1, down to verse 13, this is what Jesus said. At that time, the kingdom of heaven will be like 10 virgins. Who took out their lamps and went out to meet their bridegroom. Oh man, they're about to get married. The bridegroom is coming. Five of them were foolish and five of them were wise. Now the foolish ones took their lamps, but did not take any oil with them. I don't know, like people that were raised with electricity and never been somewhere without no electricity, maybe don't know what they're talking about. But if you ever been out there in the country where there's no electricity, I'm talking about when it's black, when it's dark, it's like black, 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 right? I mean, like you can't even see your hand in front of your face. You know, I mean, sometimes it's that dark, right? So if you ever been out there in the Dominican Republic, we had these kerosene lamps uh, and you needed the kerosene in there. I mean, so he's talking about having these lamps and you need the oil in there. Why would you have a lamp with no oil? A lamp with no oil, that's foolish, right? And so anyway, he says five of them were wise and five of them were foolish. Now, the bridegroom, each one of them, the grooms, were taking a long time to come. And so while they were waiting, they all fell asleep. And at midnight, there's a cry that came out. Here's the bridegroom come out to meet him. Then all the virgins woke up and got their lamps ready. But the foolish ones said to the wise, oh snap, we don't have no oil. Give us some of your oil. Oil, our lamps, our lamps are going out and we don't have oil. And they, the, the wise one said, no, there may not be enough for me and you. He's like, no, I got to take care of me. Like, I mean, like, as far as, as far as this thing, I'm sorry, I love you. Uh, but, but but I, I got to take care of me. I got to take care of me. You should have been ready. You should have taken care of yourself. Instead, go to those who sell oil and go buy some if you want. But right now it's midnight. Nobody, no stores are open. But while they were on their way uh, to buy the oil, the bridegroom arrives. And then the virgins who were ready went out and they had a wedding and they had a banquet and everything was great. And then the door, sh- the door was shut. Say the door was shut. And then later the others came and said, Lord, Lord, open the door for us. But he replied, truly, I tell you this, I don't even know you. Therefore, keep watch because you do not know the day nor the hour. Okay. So what does this mean for you today? This is a reminder. This is one of those like sobering reminders. Jesus taught these stories and some of them are, are, are powerful and some of them are very sobering like this one, right? Like like. like like the last few messages I've been teaching about the, the, the eternal consequences of our decisions. And I've been teaching about heaven and hell. And this is another one that flows in that same vein. We have to anticipate Jesus And one day Jesus is coming back and we have to live like he's coming back. We have to live like like there's a soon coming king. Put that in the chat. There's a soon coming king. The the, the parable of the 10 virgins is a reminder that we have to be ready. Some people are going to have oil in their lamps and some people are not. And once the door is shut, the door is shut and it will not be opened again. So what does this mean for you today? Let me get into a few things. You ready? Number one. Um, the imperative of being prepared in faith. Put in the chat, I will be prepared. Listen, there's this imperative that Jesus is teaching that all of us as his children, we need to be prepared as we're walking out our faith. This parable is teaching us several things. It emphasizes the need for constant spiritual readiness. Put in the chat, I will be ready. Put in the chat, I'm ready now. We have to be ready. We have to be vigilant. Right this is why you watch today's word every day. This is why I teach every day. This is what like we need the word of God on a consistent basis. We need to grow. We need to be committed. We need to be, listen, we need to live like Jesus is coming back. We we have this soon coming king and we don't know when he's coming back. No one knows the day nor the hour. So this encourages us to live with an expectation of his return like he's coming back today but we just don't know when that day is. So we have to live every day like today is the day. And so put in the chat, I have to live like today is today. I have to sp- stress the importance of faith and worship and prayer and commitment and discipleship and walking with God and all of that. We need to be ready. It's not a one-time thing. Being ready is a continual lifelong commitment to Christ and to the cause of Christ and to walking with the Holy Spirit and to growing in the word. This is a call to being proactive in our approach to discipleship and spiritual maturity. Put in the chat, I will be proactive. We can't be lackadaisical or lazy. We need to be proactive. Say amen to that. All right? Number two, wisdom versus foolishness in the spiritual life. So in this parable, uh, it, it contrasts the foresight of the wise versions with the lack of preparedness of the foolish virgins. So now you got some virgins who were ready and some who were not. This is teaching us that even as believers, we need to take practical steps, the ones who already had oil in their lamp. As a believer, walking with God is just not the supernatural. Like I know that people are always pursuing miracles and signs and wonders, but a lot of walking with God is just practical, everyday steps. Every day I want to get closer to God. Every day I want to get incrementally closer to the man that God has called me to be from the foundations of the world. We need to seek the counsel of the Holy Spirit. We need to seek the counsel of the word. We need to walk with a level of divine discernment. We need to prioritize the things of God over the things of the world. Say amen to that. We need to live like we are a disciple of Christ. Number three, the role of personal responsibility in your salvation. Now, I'm going I'm to labor on this point for a minute because this is really important. This parable is teaching us that you have a personal responsibility and accountability for your own soul. The Bible says, walk out your own soul's salvation. You cannot rely on anyone else to go to heaven. I was just talking to Craig Watts, who's watching right now. We were just talking about this the other day. I've said many, many times God does not have grandchildren. Let that sink in for a minute. God has kids but God doesn't have grandkids. Meaning my children, if they go to heaven, they're going to go to heaven because they made a decision to make Jesus the Lord of their lives. They can't go to heaven because of me. They have to go to heaven because of their own decision. God doesn't have grandkids. And so we have to, this is why when the other virgins were like, Hey, give me some of your oil. They was like, Nope, this is my oil. Like, I mean, like I, I have to have something for me. You, you have to have something for you and you need to take personal accountability and responsibility for yourself. You are not, let me, look at me for a minute. Let's be clear about something. If you go to heaven, it will not be because of the faith of your parents. It will not be because of the faith of your pastor. It will not be because of the faith of your friends. If you go to heaven is going to be because you made Jesus the Lord of your life. So this t- teaches us something about personal accountability and responsibility. It also teaches us something about evangelism. That also means that if I want my mother to go to heaven, or my sister, or my son, or my daughter, and, and I'm not sure if they're born again, I need to tell them something about Jesus. Like, I want to know that they have an impo- a, a direct and personal and intimate relationship with God right? At the end of the day, we need to know, what not only do I need to take personal accountability and responsibility for my own soul, but we also need to take ownership of the fact that if we want our friends to go to heaven and not go to hell, we need to tell them about Jesus. Is reminding us that there will be a day of reckoning. The day of judgment is coming, and we're going to all stand before God. And when we stand before God, there won't be nobody else there. When you stand before God on the day of judgment, your parents will not be... God is not going to be judging you with your parents. God is not going to be judging you with your wife. God is not going to be judging you with your children. No, God is going to be judging you with you. And you are going to have to stand before God. And so you need to make sure that you're born again and you're right and you're on your way to heaven. And once you know that, then you need to talk to your your friends and your family and your mama and your daddy and make sure everybody go to heaven. And so we need to, this is a reminder. I know that people would rather me talk about money and increase and power and fame, but listen, this is a reminder that there are some people going to heaven and a lot of people are going to hell and we want to be part of the group going to heaven, but we also want to see other people born again. So we got to take personal accountability and responsibility for our own lives. And then we need to share the gospel with other people. Say amen to that. All right, number four. The unpredictability of Jesus's return in this parable is reminding us that listen, nobody knows the day nor the hour. This is a good reminder too when people say, "Oh, I know." Like I remember, I, I don't know if it was like 2012 or something. People said the end of the world is coming. Nobody knows. I mean, so don't try. Like when people tell you they know, they don't know. They don't. Nobody knows the day nor the hour. This is telling us that we got to be diligent. That we got to be alert. We got to be ready. We got to live every day like today's the day. You just don't know. And so it also when we live like that, it will keep us from being uh, uh, lazy. It will keep us from spiritual procrastination. Uh, uh, What we don't want to do is we don't want to procrastinate. We don't want to be lazy towards God. We want to live every day with an expectation that today could be the day where Jesus cracks open the sky. Today could be the day where the rapture comes. Like I could be here, boom, and then gone, right? Today might be the day. So we don't know. And so it's urging us to live our lives and be ready on a daily basis. Put in the chat, I, I'm i ready. I'm going to be ready. I'm ready now, and I'm going to be ready every day. Number five, the the tragic reality of missed opportunities. Listen, how many times has the Holy Spirit, for those of you that are born again, how many times has the Holy Spirit prompted you and said, told you to do something? Take that umbrella. Take that coat. Hey, go pick this up. Hey, you're going to need this later. And you, and you ignored it. Like you, 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 you got the prompting and you thought, oh, that was just a thought. No, I don't need it. And then later you, (laughs) you needed it. And then you're like, oh, and the Holy spirit was like, I told you this morning to pick it up. And you're like, yeah, my bad. I'm sorry. Yeah. You tried to tell me and I wasn't listening. Right. How many times did that happen? If that's happened to you, put in the chat. Yes, that's happened to me. Okay. Got it. So watch this. The only way you get born again is if the Lord draws you, Right. The people that get born again, what we do is we lift up the name of Jesus and he will draw all men unto him. Those that are not born again, like for me, how many times did the Holy Spirit have to prompt me before I got born again? A whole lot of times. So here's the problem. There are people that the Holy Spirit is calling that they have not responded yet. They're not born again. And when that day comes and Jesus returns, that's it. It's too late. Once the door is closed, they're going to be like, oh, hold on, hold on. Hey, let me in. And it was like, no, you missed the opportunity. What you don't want to do is miss that opportunity. This parable is reminding us that some spiritual opportunities can lead to irreversible outcomes. Some spiritual opportunities come and when we're like, the eternal one, but even other ones where God has given us the opportunity. We're ignoring the promptings of the Holy Spirit. And once the door is closed, we're like, okay, God, now I want to do it. he said, no, that time came and it left. Like, you know, if the bus leaves, the bus left, you missed the bus. And so what you don't want to do is miss the opportunity. Like you want to be sensitive to the Holy Spirit. You want to you wanna be so sensitive to the divine promptings of the Holy Spirit that you don't miss those opportunities because there will come a, a time where the door is closed. And once the door is closed, the opportunity will no longer be available. So while the opportunity is available, we have to check our own heart, and then we need to share the gospel with everybody that's not born again. Say amen to the I know, I know this is not what what you a lot of people tune in to hear. You would rather me just build you up and make you feel good. But I, I am making you feel good. I'm making you feel good as a disciple of Jesus Christ. We're not called, we're not born again just so we can go to church and sing some songs. We're born again so we can be discipled. And part of being discipled, part of your spiritual maturity is evangelism. But once you know that you're good and you're going to heaven, you should share the gospel of Jesus Christ. With other people. There is a world that's out there that's going to hell, and we need to tell them the truth. Say amen to that. Number six, the essence of true discipleship and commitment. Listen, this parable reminds us that we have to integrate faith into every area and every aspect of our lives. We can't have a superficial relationship with God, we can't have a surface level. Put in the chat, I go beyond the surface level. What we wanna do is we wanna have a deep and intimate relationship with Jesus. We have to live out our faith on a daily basis. We have to be men and women of integrity. Our audio needs to match our video. People come in contact with us. They should come in contact with Jesus. People need to know that we are men and women of God. We are submitted to the Holy Spirit. We are walking in accordance with the counsel of the word and whatever the Holy Spirit tells us to do, say amen to that. And number seven, the last point for today, the necessity of the Holy Spirit in our spiritual walk. The oil in the parable, I believe, represents the Holy Spirit. So in this parable, it's teaching us that we have to depend on the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit gives us wisdom, guidance, insight, revelation, knowledge, and understanding. It encourages us to walk with the Holy Spirit on a daily basis. It stresses the role of the Holy Spirit in every area of our lives. The Holy Spirit is my comforter. He is my guide. He is my strength. He is my access to divine wisdom. He gives me fruit. The fruit of the Holy Spirit empowers me to live an amazing life in Christ Jesus. And it reminds us that without the Holy Spirit, our lamps are empty and we are not ready for Jesus coming back. Listen, when you get born again, you get filled with the Holy Spirit. And if you're not filled with the Holy Spirit, that means that you're not born again. If you're not filled with the Holy Spirit, you're not born again, your lamp is empty and you are not ready. If that's you this morning, call upon the name of Jesus. When you accept Jesus as your Lord, you will be born again. You will be filled with the Holy Spirit and the oil of the Holy Spirit, the anointing of the Holy Spirit is what will make you ready for when Jesus comes back. So we have to spend time, those of us that are born again, with the Holy Spirit on a daily basis. Put in the chat, I spend time with the Holy Spirit. Put in the chat, I walk with the Holy Spirit and he walks with me. And so we have to live our lives in such a way that we're, we're acknowledging that Jesus is coming back. We're acknowledging that all of us are going to have to stand before God on the day of judgment. In 1 John 4, verses 16 and 17, the Bible says this, we can stand before God on the day of judgment with all confidence, with boldness wait a minute, I don't know about you, but I remember growing up in a very religious environment where whenever people said the day of judgment, everybody was like, ooh, like, you know, I don't want the day I stand before God, ooh, like that. No, Grandpa John, I love first, second, third John because John wrote this in his nineties and he had meditated on the word for decades. And so Grandpa John, he, he writes like a grandpa and Grandpa John is writing and he says, you know what? On that day, you're going to be able to stand before God with confidence, with boldness. Why, John? He went on to say in verse 17, because as Jesus is, so are you in this world. When when you know that you're born again, when you know that you're filled with the Holy Spirit, when you know that Jesus is the Lord of your life, when you know that you have been covered by the blood of Jesus, that you are forgiven of your sin, that you have been called out of darkness into the marvelous light, that you have been translated from the kingdom of darkness to the kingdom of God's dear son, that you have been ascended into heaven and you're seated at the right hand of God the Father with Christ Jesus, and all of this has already happened and it's already done and you're already born again and you are in him and you're in his hand and no one can pluck you out, then I can stand before God on the day of judgment with all confidence and boldness. Why? Because as Jesus is, so am I in this world and my confidence is not in me. My confidence is in him. And there's oil in my lamp because I have the Holy Spirit and I'm ready for Jesus to come back. And now I need to go tell people that are not ready, that they need to get some oil in their lamp. And the only way to get the oil, to get the Holy Ghost is by making Jesus their Lord. Say amen to that. Listen, I know you're busy as I close. I know a lot of you are getting ready for Christmas. Um, I know that a lot of you are getting ready for 2024, but You may be getting ready for a lot of things. Make sure you're ready when Jesus comes. Say, put this in the chat. I will be ready when Jesus comes. Let's close this message out with a declaration of faith. I want you to lift up your voice and speak this over your life. This is one of those messages you do need to share. You need to share this with people, all right? Lift up your voice and say this. Say, Father, I declare that I'm ready for your son's return. I have made your son, Jesus the Christ, the Lord of my life and you have filled me with your spirit. So I acknowledge my personal responsibility for my own soul salvation. I cultivate my personal relationship with you. I am going to heaven, but not be it's, it's not because of my parents or my pastor or my friends. I will only make it to heaven because Jesus is the Lord of my life. I recognize, Father, that no one knows the day nor the hour for Jesus' return. So I vow to remain vigilant and alert in my faith. I pledge to seize every moment to grow and to mature in you. I affirm my commitment to being a true disciple. I integrate faith into every aspect of my life. I depend on the Holy Spirit for guidance and wisdom, and also for strength, seeking a deeper relationship with you. I am anointed by the Holy Spirit. And so living this way, I know greater is coming for me. I declare this by faith in Jesus' name. Amen. This is today's word. So please apply it. and prosper. If you're not getting these messages, you get my notes. Why would you not sign up to get my notes for free? Go to todaysword.org, click on the big red subscribe button. You're going to get all my notes in your email inbox every day for free. Listen, I love you. God loves you more. I want you to have an amazing day. But this is one of those reminders, like Jesus is coming back. And I know that we're getting ready for all these things, but make sure you're ready when Jesus comes. Do me a favor, leave me some comments in the chat if this message was a blessing to you. And then number two, share this message right now on your social media, on your timeline, and with your friends. I love you. God loves you more.